how much you just taught me. No, never Oh, thanks very much. That's very sweet of you. I'm, I'm very anxious for Mr. Gordon to see this because I think it's the most interesting experiment. Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of the Radical Treatment Podcast. I'm your host, Chris, alongside co-host, Ryan. What's Hi. up, man? Hi, I'm a co-host. I, I guess yeah. I don't get enough. You don't get enough. Okay, you're a host as well, if that makes you feel better. I mean, there's only two of us. Yeah, so you know? that that's what a co-host so is. So I feel like you've already you've already patronized me. By just saying the word co, but you know, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So, so we're equals in this situation, though. I hope we are. You know where we're not equals, though, in mic where? quality, because you, you decided oh. to use you. <laughs> you're using your Apple headphones. Okay. And I've... So Apple makes good products. They do. So they do. So I feel like I. I don't think this will be a problem. I you don't, will. You don't think... I in the future, I will try to get something. <laughs> better okay well i'm, I'm, I'm using sorry, an xlr setup you, you know hooked you up are. to an audio you box have, you've got the yeah good job yeah yeah it, <laughs> thank you yeah but you, you know what would be even better what i really want to do a podcast with uh-huh. is one of those like old style 50s microphones like with the grills you know like like elvis you would see like in an elvis music video like the the whole mic stands we're just standing the yes whole time. yes we're standing the entire with time and when, when when a debate gets heated we, we like tilt <laughs> we tilt oh, the yeah. microphone and like gyrate our hips <laughs> just like elvis i would i yeah it'd be i think if we did it in person and we had like the whole podium thing going on yeah yes you know that would be if, interesting if we could ever get to that point you want to hear something ridiculous about Elvis? Okay, this this happened today. This happened Speaking today. about, I was there. this happened. Yeah, you weren't there. Um, yes, I was. Yeah. Oh, you were there at the start of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I left. Yeah. Okay, but but it continued on for a little bit there. So, um, what happened was I played in in class. Um, when the peri- periods were changing, I played an Elvis song, Hound Dog. Every, everybody knows the song Hound Dog, and uh, a freshman uh, walks into into our adorable freshman, by the way, an adorable freshman. Uh, adorable. His name's Cole. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> he walks into the classroom. I'm like, do you know what's, you know, who sings this? You know, just whatever. And he's like, uh, I have no idea. I've never heard this song before. Hound Dog by Elvis Presley. Yeah. And, and I'm shocked. And at one point I convinced him it was Eminem. <laughs> <laughs> that I, I think I said at one point, I think I said it was like Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, uh, He's like, like I, I said it was a joke. Of- yeah, he didn't yeah. know Arctic Monkeys either. So it was it was weird. Um, I do that. Um, I do that with my mom a lot, just because okay. I'm a terrible son. Where okay. like a song will come on the radio, or I'll be playing a song, and she knows like a few like key artists that I really really like, and she'll be like, you know, oh, who is this? And I'll just be like, it'll be like a Twenty One Pilots song, okay. and I'll just be like, oh yeah, this is uh, this is Lord. Yep, and she'll just be like, she'll totally go with it, <laughs> and it's, you know, I I love my mom, but she, you know, she's a little. A little, um, what's the word? Incompetent. They don't don't pick up on (laughs) when it comes to new generation of music. No, I mean she likes to. She likes the thing she does, but yeah, she doesn't. Okay, well, what happened with this kid? So another kid comes in, and two or three more like funnel in, and none of them know that this is Elvis. Mm -hmm. And and later on, like like eventually, I tell him it's it's Elvis. It's it's Elvis just Elvis, you know. They they late. needed to know this. Later yeah. on, I'm sitting, and then I'm telling another freshman. I'm like, can you can you believe those idiots back there didn't know that this like Hound Dog was an like who sung Hound Dog, and and she was like, who sings Hound Dog? And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I played the song again to her, and and she she's like, I don't I don't know who sings this. And I'm just like, it's Elvis. It's the King of Rock. I mean, yeah, it, it, it's not like even an age. I don't. No, I mean, I'm sure it is kind of. An we're age four years. Of, we're, we're, four we're four years, years apart. Years, but yeah. how many years apart are we from Elvis? Um, 1950s, so about right. 60 years. So like, it's I, it, it can't even be an age. Exactly. Thing. Like it's just exactly. It's just, like I'm sure there's people in our grade who. <laughs> I'm like, sure. I, I hate to think of this, but like I would want to go around school, literally asking people the question, and I could make this a segment. I could. I, I, can you name this song? The song, like the song, like yeah, it's, it's absurd. I, mean, like, I, don't, I don't know. I feel like I, 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 some of the kids were like, "Oh yeah, I've heard this before," 
but yeah, but you know, there's there's a difference between like just vaguely kind of remembering it and like really knowing it. I don't it's, know. I feel like a lot of you know, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, it's it's a good song, but mm-hmm. I guess you know you got to keep up with the modern with the, with music. The times. Yeah, Here, here's like the comparison. Here's the comparison I could make. Like mm-hmm. people four year like remember the show Recess. Of course. Yeah, of course. People, freshmen today may not remember that show because we were right. on the dying end of the show. So we, we were. Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good way to describe it. Yeah, it was on its way out. When <laughs> we we, we, uh, we remember it, but but if I were to mention recess to my freshman sister, she may not know. Uh, well, she probably knew it because I watched it, but yeah, but like to an, a normal freshman, they may not know what um, recess really. What or what? What I'm talking about? What is it? A movie? A TV show? Yeah. No, don't tell them what it is. But <laughs> exactly. Yeah, man, it's our secret. They have to Google it. Yeah. Um. And we'll just get pictures of playgrounds. But, <laughs> but Elvis being as iconic as the Beatles, probably selling more rec- records total than the Beatles. I think he's the most selling artist of all. Really? Except more for the Beatles? My, obviously Michael Jackson's number one. Is he? I, like I, I don't. I didn't know that. Um. <laughs> I guess you, that you could sense. Google that. I guess. I don't, I'm I don't sure. Know. I believe um, you. But. He's one of the icons, you know. When you say Beatles, Michael Jackson, Elvis, they're yeah. the, they're the same. They're yeah. equal stature. But like the most recess iconic... isn't at that point. Exactly. Exactly. So, but but you know that was sixty years ago. So the the margin of time has shrunk. So you know what I'm saying? How uh, with the show Recess, yeah. it's it's not going to be rem- remembered ten years from now at all by anybody. Probably we would forget Probably about it. Probably not. Even. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't but, that great. You know something iconic like like Elvis, it stands the test of time and and continues on. So far, it stands. I, the test I of think time. he like he was one of the originators of rock. Him and the Beatles and I, originators of rock. That's a bold claim. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, obviously there were people before Elvis and the Beatles, yeah. but but they're the ones that made it so mainstream. Um, that's true. I mean, they 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 change things if nothing else. Think about it like Skrillex and dubstep stars, and yeah. electronic music. You know, we <laughs> compare po- Skrillex to, to uh, <laughs> well, no, just because it's a modern day uh, and like what analogy? Sure. Yeah. So, so there was um, there was music, uh, electronic music before Daft Punk was before Dead Mouse was even before Skrillex, but right. Skrillex made them all popular. You know what I'm saying? Like they were they had their own sense of popularity. I, I think. Before. I think. I wouldn't, I, would, I, I wouldn't see here's the thing like artists you know there's that quote where it's like good artists um you know what is it good artists imitate great artists great artists steal yeah that's you steve know? jobs is it yep <laughs> it, it <always laughs> of course back to steve jobs with us. but um i just think i think i think daft punk really made that kind of stuff popular like you think i think so because what, what's that one harder better faster stronger yeah. That was everywhere, to my knowledge. Well, that was more of a dance song rather than dubstep. Yeah, right? well, that's what I'm saying. You know, the, these artists, Skrillex, Deadmau5, mm-hmm. or, you know, Knife Party, that's not an artist. But they they take what came before them, and they put their own thing on it, and they make it better. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Okay. Okay. Who do you think, if any, are there any modern-time Elvises, any Beatles, those artists I mean, that stand the test of time that... <sighs> 40, 50 years from now, we'll still be playing them. And people in their, their holographic podcasts, they'll be like, oh my God, <laughs> these kids, they didn't know. They didn't know blankety blank. Do you, well, do you think of anyone? I guess we'd have to go have by, by genre just to like recall every band. Um, Hip hop, absolutely not. Eminem, only because he's white. <laughs> I love, I love, Eminem is my favorite it's rapper. It's a fair point. But yeah. the thing is, are people going to listen to his music 50 years from now? Because, like, you know, half his jokes are about um, Bill Clinton and stuff like that. And yeah, they're, like, current. Yeah, yeah, so I don't think it's going to be really relatable 50 years from now. Hmm. Um, so scratch him off. The- I love him, but I don't think people are going to be listening to him 50 years from now. And every other rapper that's mainstream sucks. I, I don't like Really, any of them. I mean, I don't really, I don't really listen. To yeah, I know that's your, not your genre. Um, I try, I try listening to uh, like the Childish Gambino album. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, it's just not. You know Childish Gambino. No, I, I don't really. <laughs> I, just, I don't follow mainstream hip hop. Oh well, anymore. he's um, 
he's a rapper and he, oh he, he he's it's pretty good but like okay. it's just not my cup of tea if i want to use that all right yeah um anyone else Okay, so let's just think about like major stars. Katy Perry is the first one that comes no. to mind. Oh, God. You like, know what see, I'm like I that that thought that she'll be still like relevant 40, 50 years, that disgusts me, but it might be true. I don't know. Well, like, here's how I look like I don't I don't want to compare to like Pat Benatar or someone, but but there's those hit songs that will be there, I think 25 at least 25 years from now, you know? Like yeah. radio hits. Um 50 years from now but, is a but, different question. But like no, there's, there's so won't. many there's so many like for example Katy Perry songs that we've already almost forgotten about. Like when's exactly. the last time you heard Hot and Cold? Exactly. Like, like that's a great um, song but Okay, so what when was 50 years ago? This 20, almost the 70s, so late the mid 60s. That would be 1964. Okay, so bands like The Who, Led Zeppelin, they're in the 70s. Uh-huh. In their popularity, maybe the Who mid six late sixties, but so all the bands that we know as great don't exist yet. It's literally <laughs> the only thing that we remember. Um, mm-hmm. maybe uh, Frank Sinatra, um, Dean, um, <laughs> just and Dean. I-, I almost said James Dean. Yeah, he's, he's the actor. Uh, um. Dean Martin, right? I I I don't know. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't. Know. Um, but but he's he's like Frank Sinatra. I think he still makes music. He's old. Um, but okay. So Beatles, Beach Boys, um, and Elvis from that time period. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe the Doors. But the only reason they're mm-hmm. popular now is because they're still making music. Um, true. So. Beach Boys, Elvis, and the Beatles are the only three from that time period that we really know of today. Like, like in I mean, I'm I'm sure you're missing something, but well, that, obviously, that, I am. There's, good... I'm not saying they're they're the only great music, but they're the only ones that are really in the mainstream. Yeah. that everyone knows about. So today, so what what made them? What makes them mainstream still? <sighs> they're, they're that's that's the thing with music. See, what makes art. like <laughs> the Great Gatsby main, mainstream still? Like what? What makes it relevant? Like I don't the, know. That's a, so. We I mean, had it's a, a good. Plug. We had a we had a guest speaker come into uh, my English class the other day, and he talked about something called the canon, things that stand the test of time, uh-huh. and how it's time that allows things to get into the canon. Now he talked about how you know the Great Gatsby, um, most of like Robert Frost's poems, they Love they're them. in the canon because they spent their time in limbo. And then people just universally accept them now as great pieces of work. Uh, the newer editions huh. that people are still co- like contemplating whether it's too early to be put in the con- uh, the canon is works like um, what's that Atticus Finch? Um, T Cam Kill Mockingbird. Yes, yes. Um, people are still debating whether that deserves to be in the canon or immortalized as one of these great books, which it will be obviously uh, well, book. maybe one day, but. Oh, I think it's it's already immortalized. Exactly. Are like, you kidding? It was made I, in I like think the so 30s. too. I think so. Yeah, no, it was, uh, copy, 60, right? um, was it that there? I think it was the fifties. I don't know. The movie was made like a couple years after the book, and that was sixty four. I have the book in my hands right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll, Are you kidding I'll me? Leaf through it. No, I'm, I have a bookshelf. Copyright nineteen sixty by Harper Lee. Yeah. All so yeah, nineteen sixty four was the movie. Um. So, um, these really? things. Sixty four is the movie. Yeah. So it got popular pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Like, I guess it was like the Hunger Games or Harry Potter or something, you know, of the time. But the thing yeah. is, like, you have to look at um, what he talked about, the guest speaker. Um, he said that things we don't know today, like what is still a fad and what is really actually good. Because he, <laughs> met, he, he made this he made this analogy yeah. when Shakespeare was making his plays, when Hamlet was going on. Next to the the epic theater that Hamlet was being played with Shakespeare, mm-hmm. there was a whorehouse, and there was something called um, there was like some sort of form of bullfighting where bulldogs would team up and they would fight bulls. And it was like just as popular as yeah, literally. So it's just mm. forms of entertainment. So yeah. now we're just so if um, like someone like 
people literally, they're just like, hmm, which one should I go to? Whereas today you would obviously go see Hamlet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and, and it's it's interesting. It, the same thing goes for music. Like if we're bringing it full circle, yeah, we don't know. I think I think what like these things have in common. I mean, I don't know. I'm guessing here, but I think it's just like what they're about and the ideas behind them. If they're still like relevant today, so like I don't yeah. really know much about Shakespeare, but To Kill a Mockingbird, you know, it's you know like the the ideas and themes in it, like the whole thing with racism and like killing a mockingbird like that's i feel like that gets more and more relevant as time goes on great gatsby obviously the whole mm-hmm. thing with like greed and the green light and the only reason i know this much is because we, we've gone over it this year <laughs> in english yeah but it's like these themes are still relevant today and yeah. i think um you know you could take beatles lyrics or whatever artists you want to do and i think you'll find that the lyrics, the ideas, the reason behind the songs, they're still relevant and people can still relate to them. So as long as people can relate to them, I think that's the most important thing behind any art is like you feel, you get something out of it, you feel something from it. So I think, I think that's why it's, it stays, you know, because there's, there's, there's the whorehouses across the street from Hamlet and there's Katy Perry's (laughs) hot and cold, you know, they're fun while they last. But yeah. people aren't going to keep coming back to them because they're like a short, quick, fun, <laughs> you know? They're like – they're not – Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Um, the, like you – it needs to be relatable. It needs to be – like like Eminem, like I guess going back to Eminem um, is absolutely they're not relatable. And the reason they're popular is because they're not relatable and they're just different and obscure. So I – like those indie bands that we all like, like Arctic Monkey, Twenty One Pilots, will they be remembered because they're so obscure? They're not relatable. They're just I, out there. See, what do I you think? I can relate to Twenty One Pilots. Yeah, but not because not, like not I'm a mildly general. like depressed, like weird part oh, we, we, in my yeah, life we teenager. All are, but, um, but I yeah, like but some people don't like them. You know, they're too weird to be mainstream. They definitely are. Well, I mean, exactly. they're, they're a little bit in the mainstream, but I don't think it's yeah. going to last. Yeah, you know, long. they they, they have their popularity. Um, yeah, but but See, that's the thing with like again, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep bringing up Katy Perry. Katy exactly. Perry. There's nothing like challenging salvage. or interesting about it. There's nothing mm-hmm. to salvage from it. If that's what you were just saying. Yeah. Um, like it's just it's so broad and so like vaguely fun that like anyone can really get into it, but not for long because there's no real connection. Yeah, man. Um, that's my, that's my two cents on it. Um, it, it, it wouldn't. So going back to the question, who would be, Oh, right. The guy, the guy, can I, can I put in my vote? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, This is like, you're just going to be like, Oh yeah, of course. But I'm going to say, Lord, um, Here's a, here's the thing. A little young, but right. Well, that's I think that's what this potential is. Okay, she mm. is. I, I think she's seventeen. She yes. Right, she's seventeen. Um, I think her birthday's Lord in age. March. Well, she she turned seventeen in she's March. She's seventeen. Or November. November seventh. November, November seventh, nineteen ninety six. <laughs> I was born in nineteen ninety six. She's seventeen years old. Okay. Okay. Like I don't I don't you she wrote those songs. This, yeah. this, like she did not have someone wow. and if you go and look at the lyrics one number one as I was saying they're relatable I I, I know yeah. what she's talking about most of the time when she talks mm-hmm. about these songs and she's painting it in such a light that it makes it interesting and that's why it's such a good album but like it's 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 lyrics that only a 17 year old could write and so I'm really excited yeah. to see where she goes because obviously this is not going to be her only album it's way too popular mm-hmm. she's going to come out with something else in a few years however long it takes I don't care and she's yeah. going to be about my age still. So now, you know, th- she's going to write the album that a 21-year-old r- would write, and I'm going to be 21. And, you know, the album a 30-year-old would write, and I'm going to be 30. So it's, it, I think in that aspect, she, she's really going to, like, get, if it's possible, even bigger. And I think the thing, the other thing with Lord is that people either love her, from my experience, people either love her or they hate her. Yeah. Right? So, and I think that's a good thing because that means there's something different. There's something that people can latch onto and connect with and that thing, some people can't. 
So it's not like a Katy Perry. It's a exactly. It's a so and and it just got popular so quick. Like it's ridiculous how fat how like this album just came out of nowhere. This girl did, came out of nowhere. Did you know her before the album? I I um I don't know. She had an EP called The Love Club which had mm-hmm. Royals and like two or three other songs on it. And I mm-hmm. bought that uh pretty quickly. I don't know if Pure Heroin was out at that point, but it only came out a few months before Pure Heroin. So I don't yeah. know. Wow, that yeah, that's that's interesting cuz like um, I'm a little early on it. <laughs> Well, obviously, you were on the forefront of that popularity. Like, you liked her before the popularity came, right? I I liked her before tennis cart t- tennis cards tennis courts and team started playing on the radio. So yes, I will claim to be okay. early on because there was nothing else before the EP and the album. There's yeah, literally nothing. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I remember late last year in 2013, like when you would play like i've heard the name lord like and you talking about her her and and playing her songs or maybe you didn't play her songs but i I definitely remember you talking about her and then i remember um hearing royals Mm -hmm. for the first time actually and you you know those songs that you feel always existed but they really only came out like recently like i do yeah like like um who's the who's the miley cyrus guy the guy um the guy that she oh, worked on, Sick. yeah, that his song, whatever blurred lines, blurred lines. I feel that's been around forever. That's yeah. one of those songs, and same with Happy. Even um, I, I knew about Happy before it got popular. I can make <laughs> that claim too. Let's let's and let's ran put that in our past. That's a yeah. So um, I remember the first time I heard Royals in the car. Uh, it was um, the week of the senior scavenger hunt. Um, that was the where, first time you heard it. I'm not even joking. Like what? I may have heard it before, but the first time I so- soaked it in. Right. So this was November. Um, there, that is a that is a key difference. First time hearing. Oh, the song, oh yeah. And the first so, time hearing the song. So I'm sure I've heard it before on the radio, but but I don't think I've ever absorbed it. And this is the first time I absorbed it. And that's like I'm a late bloomer to the Lord Club, but <laughs> the Love Club. <laughs> yeah, to the Love Club, um, but. I do appreciate what she, um, like, you know, I'm not claiming to, obviously, with, with that statement, I'm, I'm not claiming to be, like, an original fan like you. Uh, I don't think I am an original fan. I don't think I anyone's think, an I mean, original you, fan. You, you at least she came out of nowhere and it was just like, oh, okay. I don't she, know. I'd have to, like, look up when I bought it or something. Yeah. Because I think it came out in March cool. last year. Okay. So I don't know. But, um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So... So as I was, I was saying, like I I accepted who she was, and then I eventually bought the album, mm-hmm. and I became a big fan of it. Really, um, I like I don't listen to Lord religiously. Like I would listen to a few songs when I'm in the mood every once in a while. So, it but I do mood. appreciate, and I do think her songs are have substance. Unlike Katy Perry, they have substance and they're of different. course. And I think that's why she's gonna be. I, we're not we're not even remotely close to hearing the end of Lord, yeah, our Lord um, and Savior. It's just yeah. really different. I just that's why I like it. Yeah, I think that's why you it's know. I mean, you have to be bit. different. You get that's what I yeah. Like I I tweeted, I think it was yesterday. I was Here's like, someone. What did I tweet? Let me go to my awesome Twitter profile here. What do you think about Macklemore? Oh, we're just gonna change topics. Um, well, <laughs> no, it's this fine. is still in the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I I like him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have. Have you heist. listened to his other songs? I have. Okay, you heist. have it. I have okay. the full album. Ten thousand hours is really cool. Can't yeah. hold us, obviously. Thrift shop, I'm a little tired of. Same love is powerful, but he's kind of preaching to the choir. Yeah. Um, and wings is also very cool. Um, did you mm-hmm. see that thing that he got involved with recently? No. Oh my goodness. Oh um, my gosh. <laughs> so I don't know what, I don't, hold on. I'm sure if I just Googled Macklemore, it would come up. Oh no, I do not. Like <laughs> it's that, wait. It's that bot. Yep. Here it is. Okay. So what happened was he was at some award show. Link or, me. Or S- send me the link. Yeah. Hold on. He was okay. at like some, uh, he was at some award show or something. And he came out like, you know, he just wanted to like dress up weird, right? Just 
he's claims just dra- he dressed up randomly. Is that him? That's him. Okay, let me describe to the audio listeners. If you just type in Macklemore's nose. <laughs> yeah, that'll come up. <laughs> okay, it's the EMP museum, whatever that is. Yeah, let me describe what I'm seeing and then and then we could uh you, you could make your Go point. Ahead. So he Macklemore basically came out with um a, f- a fake face, a little a mask. It's got black like wavy hair, a beard, mustache, like a full beard. And he just looks like a Jew. A, he looks weird as anything. He looks he's he claimed it to be just a random getup that he threw together, but he it, it I'm I'm it's pretty obvious that he was going for a Jewish guy. Right? Okay. The hair, the beard, yeah. the huge nose. It's not a mask. It's just like a thing that covers his nose and a mustache. Okay. And you know, people are obviously just, you know, calling him out. It's like, that's really offensive and it wasn't funny and we hate What you was now. the song? Like, why, I don't know. Like, I think he did like it? a, I don't know what he did, but he just, um, yeah. Hey, he saw Miley Cyrus. He's like, I want some of that too. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He tweeted, he tweeted May 19th. I'm on his Twitter. A fake witch's nose, wig, and beard equals random costume. Not my idea of a stereotype of anybody. Yeah, where man. it's like, if you look at this picture, it's like, no, you're you're dressed as a Jewish guy right now, and it's kind of offensive. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't care. I'm not Jewish, and like, but it was it was just funny. That's so. So strange. he's in a bit of hot water right now. But yeah, I think I think Macklemore is cool. Um, thrift shop, obviously. Like when that came out, I think it's um, it holds the record for like biggest, you know, most popular song without a label or something. Oh, without definitely. without some kind of something like that, I think. I don't even know if he's still like on a label yet. So if, oh, he oh he has to be. He like most of these indie rappers that are coming up, him, Hoodie Allen, uh, G Easy, they're doing it without labels. They are literally successful without labels, and it's the coolest thing. Yeah, they're building their fa- fan base through social media. It's the internet. You could do that today. Yeah, that's how music's can. changing. Also, because. Um, because it, it's just so in, like we, we have no idea because we have so, I don't want to say we have so many more artists, but there's so many different ways I could get access to somebody who just dropped, who's 17 years old and dropped their EP in Kansas right now. Interesting state to pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Um, Kansas <laughs> in Kansas right now or California or Florida because or they actually where, produce or, good or not in America. <laughs> Or yeah, if, if an Indian guy puts out Gangnam Style, Gangnam that Style, that wouldn't gang Gangnam gang, Gangnam gang, gang. Yeah, well, I mean, we wouldn't know about it. I that might be for the best. <laughs> yeah, maybe. maybe. Um, I I was never into that. The first time I saw it, I was like, "This is stupid." <laughs> Moving on with my life. Yeah, but yeah. But... Um, and on top of that, I think. Um, artists like are realizing like you know the whole thing with pirating and buying music uh-huh. if if you don't in some way put out your songs for free online like whether it's a stream on SoundCloud or Spotify or whatever yeah like it you're like people aren't going to listen to you like it's as simple as that like um Justin Bieber put out Justin Bieber yeah he did that he uh he put out a song on um SoundCloud just for free, just randomly one day. Mm-hmm. So that that was cool. Not not that I like Justin Bieber, but there's a there's I have a little uh, uh, a story behind that too. Okay, if it's the one I I think yeah. you're talking about. Yeah, it was the first one. So I don't know if he's done one since. Go ahead. Um, it was like we were born for this or something, right? Does that? Sound I, right? I don't remember. Okay, so basically, I don't know if it was the one you're talking about or what. But recently, he did release a song on SoundCloud. And, um, literally the album art for it, like it wasn't on iTunes, so I don't know. Like, oh yes. Yep. Uh-huh. You know what I'm, you know what I'm yeah, going with this? Cause we talked about this, yeah. I think. Literally the album art <laughs> was, was Paramore, the band Paramore fan art. Um, like that some random person posted on Tumblr from like 2011 or something. Like it was like, li- it was literally the same image. Like they didn't even bother. Like they just ripped it off Tumblr onto the SoundCloud under Justin Bieber's name. And for the longest, not for the longest time, for maybe like a day, it was up there linked. It was his Twitter avatar, the same image. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm an avid Paramore fan. 
like relentlessly, yeah. unapologetically. And I was, I was like, I wasn't mad. I was just flabbergasted. I was like, you cannot, <laughs> literally, like they just, you just, just copied it. And so I thought that was really funny, but um, and that's another thing with the internet, you can't get away with much anymore without people finding out about it. You know, Led Zeppelin. You yeah, know? What, I don't know. What's much the deal with that? You don't. Okay, I don't. so I guess we'll just r- roughly breeze over because we aren't experts. Um, basically, Led Zeppelin just got sued by some music group in the in the '60s before them. I know. I think. I think it was like this could be totally wrong, but I think um they toured with them at some point, and that's kind of like where they heard it or something like very like very long time ago. Good. Yeah. Um. <laughs> oh, did they tour with them? Did you hear that? That's what I my dad told me, I think. I don't okay, so so I heard the song. It was an instrumental song, and about 44 seconds in, you hear the basis of um, Stairway to Heaven. So it, it's clear that they're similar. Mm-hmm. Like, Jimmy Page, the the guitarist for um, Led Zeppelin, obviously there's some, like, like quirks, and I almost said twerks. <laughs> uh, there's quirks, you, you know, like little variations in it. But it's very similar, and it's one of the most iconic riffs of all time. If you've never heard "Stairway to Heaven," um, <laughs> you ever see? Yeah, you ever see Wayne's World? No. There's one point where uh, um, Mike Myers' character is in like a guitar shop, and he starts playing "Stairway to Heaven," and the owner of the guitar shop points to a sign. He's like, "Hey!" and he points to a <laughs> sign, and it literally says, "No stairway to heaven." <laughs> and he's like. He's like, no stairway, lame, or something like that. That's so funny. Yeah. It's yeah. Pretty... Wow. Just because, oh like, that's God. the song everyone, yeah, or at yeah. least back in the day, that's the song everyone played. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they're being sued. Um, And I guess throughout the internet, like, you can't get away with anything. What took so long for them to sue Led Zeppelin? I don't know. You know what? Maybe maybe they tried to, but they just kept getting shut down because Led Zeppelin's so big and, you know, they're tiny. Yeah. And I guess someone rallied them up on the internet and uh i i don't know um yeah i don't know yeah things just they, they always say like um like you said that quote before like like good art is create great art is steal yeah. but there's no and there's no originality anymore it's just variations of the old stuff um i mean i don't believe that, that me neither no. and here's why because if everything's been created before why keep creating you know, isn't that such a solid point? Yeah, I guess. Um, no, I think you need to you need to copy to exactly um, and make and good stuff. Make it your own. Yeah, that, that's what you do. I mean, you know, there's copying. Obviously, people copy like that. That happen. Copy and paste. Yeah, but you know, good great artists will steal and then, with their own artistic abilities, add their own flair to it. You know, and do what they want. I have a public service announcement to the 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 right owners of that song from 1968. You're getting more attention in 2014 than you ever True. did back then. Maybe that's why they're doing it. Oh, that's I mean that like they want the attention. Maybe they weren't like flustered about it before and now they're like Oh, Wait, they totally were. If, we if, if I heard flustered. if I heard the most popular song ever and I made the most pop like if I, if my riff was the same thing, I would be really pissed off. But the thing is, they just can't. They where do we start with that? You know, yeah. I want to sue Led Zeppelin. I'm sure everyone wants to sue Led Zeppelin and make money. Um, yeah. But but uh, it it just didn't. Yeah, it's weird. But that's that's as much as I. It's not something I'm too knowledgeable on, so I don't have much of an opinion <laughs> other than what we just discussed. Yeah. I mean, I'm not uh, too concerned about Led Zeppelin or whatever this other band is, anyway. So, yeah. What? Here's a question. Go ahead. Where do you think um, music streaming is going, and, and like the consumption of music, music. streaming? Well, because I read an article recently. You know, after Apple bought Beats, they were talking about, and I don't, I don't mean to constantly go on on music topics here. I guess it's just the way it's going. I mean, yeah, I like music. I, I, I don't, like I don't music. mind it. <laughs> hope you guys don't either. Um, so Apple bought Beats, and obviously three point two billion dollars. 
acquired uh, with it the Beats Music Streaming Service. True. And um, I read this article where they're talking about how, in some way, Apple can literally um, change hands from being the top distributor to the top music streaming service because, you know, they're still going to have iTunes, but they don't want to invest too much in iTunes radio because it's obvious that they don't... It's not doing uh, so hot. Yeah, it's not doing so hot, and it's not... The purpose of iTunes radio wasn't to be the best streaming service. It was to be... Um, Get people to buy music. Yes. Um, and so that's why it was free. So their goal with Beats... Well, I'm not... Uh, this was the article I read. Um, they said with Beats Music, they can literally... Um, begin changing hands from becoming selling music to making the equal amount of profit um, uh, streaming music. And over a couple of years, this could actually happen with Beats Music being a subscription-based service. And their goal is to get 20 million users. Yeah. I are they are like, they doing good? Is Beats Music streaming um, thing doing it's, good? It came out in March. Because I did the free trial, February. and then I was kind of like, okay, well... It, it, I really enjoyed it. I do like oh, it yeah, more well, than Spotify, and, at least Pandora. Yeah. I, I do like Spotify, but um, oh, yeah. Pan, it's it's definitely the top tier. You're getting your money's worth, so I, I guess. Beats. Yeah. You pay for it? Um, I think it's $15 a month, but you could have like up to six people on like six different devices and stuff. Like, right. Six different iPhones. So you think stuff. you're getting your money's worth for it? I don't know. I'm I not mean, paying for it. But. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't going to pay for it after my trial ended. I had a, I had, um, for Christmas, I got three months of Spotify premium Mm -hmm. or whatever the higher up one is for three months. So that, that was pretty sweet because I could just anytime on my phone, just pull up any song, download it for later. I use Spotify and I have, um, I, I don't pay for it, but I use it on my computer, not my phone yet. Um, how, how do they make money? Who? All free people. Spotify. I don't. Because. Here's the thing, I like, I don't understand because, okay, so I understand if you do have a subscription, you can download the music for, for offline use, um, but but I'm always connected, so I don't understand. There's well, if no you purpose. don't have to stream it, like, use your data, is like... Yeah, but I, I haven't even, um, I haven't used it outside of um, Wi-Fi zones because I've only used it on my computer. I could use it on my phone, but I, I do have my own music on my phone. So I yeah, really that's, what I, that's what I'm... Because I, I like to buy music because there's something about buying it. You know, you had to invest the money in it and you have to think about it. Do I really want this album? <laughs> and then you buy it and you always got it. So at least on iTunes, at least on Apple devices, yeah. which is all I use. So it's fine. What, what I find is... So when I get into a new group and I don't buy their album um, and I stream it, I don't get as into the songs because like on the top list, like on Spotify, there's like their top 10 songs or something. Right. They're from different albums and you know, you're okay. But for some albums, you just like, it's an experience like a movie or something exactly. or a book that you just, you just have to listen through it. Yeah. It, it depends. A coherent story. It depends on what kind of mood you're in. Like sometimes I'm just like, and I just flip on the radio and whatever yeah. comes on, it'll be a good song and I'll enjoy it. Sometimes, like a few, uh, a little bit before we started recording this, I'm into vinyls now. So I popped in and we were listening to fun earlier, right? In uh, yeah. school. So yeah. I, I popped in my Some Nights vinyl, which is like one of the few I have. And I listened to the whole thing all the way through. And it is a beautiful album. And I recommend it to everyone. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I think... Um, it's there's definitely an advantage to like listening to the whole thing, but um, and I think I think, I mean any all the well all of them except for Beats I think can provide that, iTunes you buy full albums, Spotify you can save full albums now and they instantly become a playlist and you can, uh, listen through them, and that's kind of that's kind of like I I my main thing is I buy albums on iTunes and then I listen to it. That's how I that's how I consume most of my music. But I won't just buy it right off the back. Like I can't decide if I want an album just through the iTunes previews. So I'll go to Spotify or I'll go to YouTube and find a full stream of the album, listen to all the way through a few times, and decide. Like for instance, um, when I first got into Twenty One Pilots, mm-hmm. I listened to Vessel. Um, like I, I don't think I listened to the whole way through, but I would like jump around from song to song on YouTube. Their label, Fueled by Ramen, had every song up there to listen to. No problem. 
So that because I was able to do that and access it so access it so easily, it allowed me to buy the album. And if if that wasn't so easy, I don't know if I would have bought it. You know, like yeah. they made it very easy for me to listen to the songs, experience it, and then if I wanted to, put money into it and get the like the the actually own it. So I think yeah. that's important. Yeah, it is. Um, so that's that's one thing iTunes can't do alone, and I think that's where um, Spotify does do better. But as you're saying, like, how do they make money? Yeah. I don't think they are making money. <laughs> With iTunes Radio? With Spotify. I don't think Spotify is making money. Oh, they ha- but they have to secure the rights. They, of course they have, they're making that's, money. That's what's costing them, is securing these rights. Oh. I... I I, I I could be wrong. You're saying they're not making profit. Okay. I I think I think they're losing money because they existed before they came to America. Here's how so. here's how that works. The economics of that. So obviously iTunes is the top player in the game and has been for a decade now. Um, sometimes in order to knock a big company off the top, you have to operate at a loss in order to um to compete with them. Uh-huh. And I I guess that's what what you're assuming uh, Spotify is doing now and and that may be the case I don't know Spotify don't doubles for... revenues in 2012 while losing money highlighting royalty squeeze Yeah so I don't hmm. really know what that means but, but you know I'm I'm sure I'm well well it means they're they're double the size they were in 2011 They're getting yeah. money but like the, but they're still not enough and I'm sure they're double the coming... size of, uh, that what? they were in 2012 and 2014 because they're huge um, but yeah, these streaming services are po- um popping up. My dad uses something. I don't know. I've never heard of it. Um, what? it's called. I forget what it is, but it's a streaming service that I've never heard of before. Uh-huh. And he uses it, and he really likes it. I'm just like, huh? Yeah, there's a I few th- we're like not discussing. Um, there's one um called Eight Tracks. Have you heard of Eight Tracks? Yeah, of course. Uh, oh, really? Is it that? I didn't yeah. think it was that popular. Um, it's not, but but like I know it. It's it's interesting um, how it works because like you, people, other users custom make playlists, and then you can only listen to those playlists. That's cool. So it's you can definitely it's a definitely a cool way to discover new music. But as you said, like you can't listen to full albums. I don't think unless someone just makes an album yeah. or makes a playlist of a full album. But um, I, I guess that goes along option for you. I guess that goes along with like the attention span of um, users and like how much how they're willing to to uh, continue on with um, like you know how YouTube came along and it was more popular to have um, like like a shorter video like a five minute vlog rather than a fifteen minute video and that sure. became sure I guess. The, well, you, you know, like that's the you that was a YouTube model for the longest time. Yeah, so I guess I guess that's the same thing. Um, that music's kind of te- like trending towards. I I think with the video market with YouTube, I think um right now it's more popular. More people are listening to longer videos. Like this is going to be like an hour podcast. Um, let's plays like Twitch TV are getting popular, mm-hmm. um, video games, you know, people want to sit there and absorb their media. I think it's the opposite. It's, it's trending away from that, from music. Um, so you think people don't want to listen to full albums anymore? N- not that they don't, because I'm sure, you know, anybody, some people do. We do. No, I, but, I would but agree The mainstream with that. ideal would be that people want their quick bursts, highlight reels, of like best top songs and oh yeah that's not a bad thing we're definitely um we're definitely it's different getting, we're definitely getting a shorter attention span yeah and this has definitely been like talked about a lot but you know i think the prime example is like uh twitter vine um not so much instagram because like you know a picture is a picture yeah but um i think like people like want to get in laugh be entertained get out you know yeah that's interesting. Well, Apple, I think Apple knows what they're going to be doing. There's um, a reason they bought. Beats. I think I think it's 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 selling with the spot, um, the streaming thing. And I read something yeah. else that like it ha- it could have to do with wearables because yeah, you know there's all these rumors so with the iWatch. Yeah. And I don't know. I think that might be coming out later this year for like Christmas or I don't know. I'd be what's disappointed going on. if they didn't announce uh, some kind of Beats integration with the 
well, obviously, you know, there, there, there will be some Beats integration in every single product they have. Right. But, but like, make the reason um, to, like, make make the Beats integration the reason you bought Beats so that you could have those, like, stylish wearables while you're out on a jog or something like that. Right. Um, or wireless, even. Who knows? It's just that'd be cool. Um, yeah. It's, it's a different, it's an interesting move because I don't think they've ever bought such a like a public like exactly. well-known company for 3. like they bought the people that invented the mouse 3.2 billion dollars yeah that's did you <laughs> see the video where like this all started like because no. i don't think it's been officially announced yet it what yeah, yeah. okay they so signed here's, the papers here's, did they sign this i don't know of course they did this video might have been predated yeah this that, video but... was like a few weeks ago okay where it's um it's dr dre and like some other Rapper. People, I don't, you know, people know his name. They're like in a recording studio or something, of course. And um, they're clearly, or at least the guy like holding the camera. I don't remember his name. I saw, yeah, I saw. You've seen this? He's clearly very drunk. Yeah. And at one point, and the thing that spawned all of this is he he says a line, something along the lines of, um, you know, first first billionaire in hip hop or something like that. And, you know, because they're, they're clearly all excited. Clearly something has happened that they're excited about. And yeah. so that's that's what started it. And it's a pretty funny video to watch. Um, well, yeah, I, I did see that actually now that you mentioned yeah. it. Yeah. I don't know. But, but this is the uh, post-Steve Jobs trend. You know what's interesting? What's the post-Steve Jobs trend? Well, uh, I mean, after Steve Jobs, like... Died. The, the directions... Yeah. <laughs> yes. Po- that's what I meant, post-Steve Jobs. Um, with Tim Cook, um, they're like... It, they're going their own direction, um, which is good or bad. Google overtook them as the biggest company. Yeah. But but something I found recently, which is really cool. Did you know there was a third equal co-founder of Apple? Did you know this? Um, the guy that got screwed over. That's what they say. Like but the lawyery legal guy. Um, here, let, let me read this to you. The guy, okay. the guy's name was Ronald Wayne, and he was considerably older. He's eighty today. So I would guess he would be in his four, 40s when – yeah, he would be about 40 or a little bit younger mm-hmm. than um, – Steve uh, and Woz. Well, uh, Steve Jobs was about 21 and Steve Wozniak was 25 when, when Apple was pretty much created. Right. Um, that's what this article says in, uh, on Wikipedia and obviously I love Wikipedia because they tell me what's up. Who doesn't? Um, so what happened was in um, – he, he eventually left Apple – uh, for the he gave up he had ten percent stake stake in Apple and uh, he got rid of his that stock for eight hundred dollars um, and less than two weeks later uh, didn't uh, like he, yeah. Apple didn't he leave just because he didn't like Steve no not because he didn't because these two kids ahead of him like he was too old you know he he realized yeah. that okay yeah, these I've guys heard about this yeah yeah and so the reason he left was because. As a company, Apple, they weren't like incorporated yet, right. so um, these two kids had nothing to lose. And this guy was like an established lawyer, or whatever he was. He he had a family, mm-hmm. he had possessions. His assets were um, potentially um, uh, at risk if he continued to be partnerships with these two kids that literally had nothing to lose if this failed. Mm-hmm. His entire life, and he's approaching middle age, um, his entire life. So at the time, that was the best. Well, obviously, it's not the best decision for him because if he kept that 10% stock, yeah. it would be worth like $35 billion, it says. Um, but that's okay because if it failed, then he would be left with nothing and he'd be a middle-aged guy with literally nothing, no money to his name. So it's justified. Yeah, so it's not. it wasn't a stupid decision. He wasn't forced out. It was on his own thing. He was just like, okay, you know what? This isn't worth the risk. Nobody knew that. Um, not only was Apple going to skyrocket, but no, nobody knew if they would be stable or balanced or anything like that. Um, so it, it was an interesting read. Uh, he, he just decided to leave and, um, he basically called Apple a slot machine company. You you, they hit the jackpot. They did. And so, uh, it was, so yeah, that for that, for them to do what they did. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I mean, there's always slot like slot machine directors like Quentin Tarantino. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I that's think a, all his movies are pretty good. If that's what you mean. Well, no, I'm saying it's one in a million that a guy dropped out of high school is going to be able to. Oh, yeah. Um, okay. 
become something like that. Yeah. Did you hear his car got stolen? And what, did you hear about his stolen car? I think I saw it on Reddit. Okay. So here's the story. I have the article up. Uh, give me, okay. So here it is. So this guy who has owned this car for about 12 years, he bought it from someone else, um, got a knock on his door from the police, basically saying that the car he had in his possession was the same. Um, what kind of car was it? Um, it was a Malibu, a Chevy Malibu. Mm-hmm. Um, in the movie Pulp Fiction, this guy who's who's quite a bit older, he's never heard of Quentin Tarantino. He's never <laughs> seen Pulp Fiction. He's like, "What are you talking about? I just invested forty thousand dollars to restore this car." And um, what happened was, uh, I I think they seized the car from him. Hmm. Tarantino wanted it back. It, and it's the, is it the car from the movie? It's a car from the movie, but it was um, Tarantino's car. It was stolen out of his lot. The one, the one Marvin gets shot in the face in. I I don't even know. Um, <laughs> spoiler alert! Shot <laughs> in the face. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it was, it was the red Chevy Malibu, and he he bought it twelve years ago from someone else, and apparently there was an owner before that, before him. Um, so the so the person that stole the car sold it to someone, and then. Uh, and then eight years later, that guy sold it to this guy, right? Yeah. So it's been in hands over the last twenty years, um, of di- of different people, and um, and yeah, this guy literally had to relinquish his rights to to the car. That sucks. I know, I mean, man. He's, Qu- he's Quentin Tarantino. He does what he wants. You know what that kind of reminds me of? What? Did you ever watch Seinfeld? No, I, I here and there, but there's one episode of Seinfeld where uh, George is like he's going and buying a new car and you know he's in the car lot and the car uh the dealer guy the car salesman he's like you know this car used to belong to john voight do you know who john voight is yeah and like you know just like like some people know who he is some people don't he's like an actor yeah yeah, but not that many people know him he's like oh john voight huh so he ends up and of course he's george so he ends up buying the car for the uh-huh. sole reason because John Voight <laughs> used to own it, and then they come yeah. to find that it wasn't a John, it wasn't like the John Voight that, like you know, that we all oh. think of. So he gets all pissed off, and it's a it's a funny episode. But that just yeah. reminds me. Of that. I always take I always take the opportunity to talk about Seinfeld when I can. Everything always goes back to Seinfeld. Everything goes back. <laughs> you see, going back to the like everything going back to um what we talked about earlier. Do you think Seinfeld will, will stand the test of time? Like, here's the thing with comedies. They don't last that long. The comedy always changes. If you watch a comedy from the 50s or 60s, the comedy's not the same anymore. And it's yeah. probably not funny. There, there Seinfeld is, a show, is you, still funny. It is because it's only 20 years old. The Simpsons is still tw- um, funny. Um, yeah. Well, t- today's episodes, maybe not. But the classic Simpsons. Know. I'm definitely. trying to think, is there anything really old that's still... Yes, funny? there's one thing. What? Only one thing okay, comes to mind. Go ahead. I love Lucy. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of it. I've never really yeah. seen it. It's hilarious, and here's why: because a lot of it, I don't want to call it physical comedy because that's what the Three Stooges are. But slapstick. But a lot of the comedy comes in in the acting and the scenarios they're put in. They're all relatable. They're all family. They're mm-hmm. it's the funniest funniest show. Um, I, I would say The Office is equivalently funny. But the thing is, yeah. Ooh, will The Office Stand the, test. the office will it stand the test of time? I think because here's the thing: I didn't know this for the longest time, or didn't realize yeah. this, but a lot of people do not like the office. Some people what? I've talked to the people, yeah, I've talked to people, and they were like, "Yeah, no, I couldn't watch it. I had to turn it off. It was so awkward. I couldn't do it." And I was like, "That's what? the point. <laughs> it's so awkward, and yeah. like, it's hilarious." But like some people just don't get it, so no, I don't. I don't, under, I don't think the I've office never will. met anyone that doesn't class, classify that as a great show. I know people that I haven't have. watched it, but but they're like you and Eminem. You you recognize that he's a great artist, yeah. but and that's a great show. I but. don't think everyone's as open, open minded as me, Chris. I think <laughs> to call okay. It. I yeah. think All right. I recognize Eminem as a good artist. Yes, I don't. I don't like it though. I think other people. Like they don't recognize The Office is a good show because they don't like it. So you know what I hate the Big Bang Theory. <laughs> I hate that too. I hate that man. I was it's such um, a bad, bad show. I have, a, I have a kind of funny story relating to okay. this, right? So um, I was involved with this girl. You know who it is. Okay. I won't say the name. Okay. Um, 
and I would go over her house and her entire family oh. loved it. They loved the Big Bang Theory. Almost every time <laughs> I came over, it was on, they were had it on on TBS because pretty, TBS pretty much only plays the Big Bang Theory yeah. as far as I'm aware. So yeah. I would have to sit there with them and watch and they would be dying of laughter. And I had to like, I'd have to like fake laugh like anytime they laughed because I didn't want to just sit there like a jackass. Yeah. Like, you know, so was there anything to, redeemable? Because here's the thing. There, I've I seen four episodes at people's houses before. Like once or twice. Okay. But. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think so. Same with me. But the thing is, it's such a crappy. It's It feels like forced comedy. It is. It's like spoon fed to you. It's yeah. It's like. I don't, least I don't office, really. interacting with each other. Yeah. And like it, the office is just brilliant. Some of this shit that is like written. And don't you hate laugh tracks? I don't hate I, laugh tracks. I hate laugh tracks. I, I would, think they're pointless. I they're would, overdone. I would t- for sitcoms. totally. I would totally be on that side of laugh tracks. But there's one show that uses laugh tracks, and its name is Seinfeld. And I can't hate something that Seinfeld does. So, but I agree yeah. with you. A lot of shows nowadays yeah. don't use laugh tracks, and I think that's great. Like, they reuse the same. Here's something interesting with Isle of Lucy. They had a laugh track in it, mm-hmm. but the entire show was in front of a live audience. It was like a stage play. Right. But well, a lot of shows are like that. Um, not anymore. Well, not anymore. Like, but but uh, was Home Improvements like that? Remember that show um, with uh, I think, Tim? What did it have a live studio audience? Yeah, it had a fake live studio audience for Tool Time. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. That's so. What maybe I meant. that was the real live studio. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I guess that was the equivalent. Um, I didn't. I didn't really like that show. But um, yeah, there's a lot um, of shows today. Like, well, The Office. They don't. use It kind of recently track. ended. Um, but they yeah. didn't use Loud Track. Modern Family. Modern Family totally ripped on The Office, but no one seems to care anymore for like the interview thing. You know, oh, where wow. like something will happen Do- and then it'll cut to like a bus shot of like the character talking about what happened. Or just yeah. talking, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, like the interviews in the office in my yeah, yeah, yeah. So, huh. I, I, th- I think that's kind of. I hope I, I, it probably will get overdone soon, but I hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't, but it probably will. And but I do like it because it it really sets up for a lot of funny stuff because you get to find out what's in their mind, what they're thinking in proper context, so it makes sense with the rest of the show. True. A comedy I liked recently that a lot of people hated was the Three Stooges movie. Did you ever see that? No, I didn't. It's. I thought it was brilliant and hilarious. I like. I. I. Yeah. I remember. Here's the thing. It is an old. Co- it's an old comedy style where like slapstick. I get it. But they really adapted it to modern times. In the middle of the movie, um, uh, it's... the guy with the bowl cut. I forget his name. Um, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Um, he he joins the cast of Jersey Shore. It's so funny. It's mm. so great. And like every time they would say something stupid, he would just like beat them over the head. Mm. So, so I thought I thought it was brilliant. Um, and I I guess other people didn't feel the same way. But you know, it, it is an old style of comedy. Um, yeah, so, I'm looking at the INDP page of that right now. It's got a 5.1. So I don't think a lot. Of, I don't think a lot of people are on your side with this. But oh my god! And I'm looking at the cast list. I just. Larry David is in this movie, apparently. Yeah, he plays the fat guy, right? I don't know. Larry. He or plays uh, Curly, Sister I mean. Mary Men Men. Oh, Mangalay. oh, the guy. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And I don't the, know. The, the late, he man, he uh he wrote Seinfeld. I don't know if you're aware. Oh, okay. He That's was like cool. the main writer of Seinfeld. He's really yeah. funny. He has a show on HBO now called Curb Your Enthusiasm, and I recommend it to every living soul because it is mm. hilarious. Well, so yeah. You think we should call a uh, a wild card here and wrap that up? I don't know if that's called a wild card, but if you want to wrap it up, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> All right, man. Well, that was a successful first episode. I hope you guys like this. Um, I think it was. We'll try to put this up on iTunes eventually. I don't know if this episode will be. I don't know but, how you do that, but uh, you you just luck. get web hosting and and that's all stuff we could talk about <laughs> and work out later. But uh, as for now, it's on the youtube page um there's hyperlinks to our social media i'm on the left side and ryan is on the right side you could check out his twitter follow me please god i need attention (laughs) yeah make make ourselves feel better um if you made it to the end of this show um good job wait you know what we should do (laughs) congratulations if you made it to the end of the show leave we should make them leave an obscure comment like 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 a word a word yeah like 
Altoids. Altoids. Leave the comment Altoids. I have Altoids right here. Yeah, man, that works, dude. Leave Altoids with a heart. <laughs> okay, we we'll see how many people do that. If you, at least do the word Altoids because yeah, um, Altoids. I don't know that'd be cool. So that's a wrap for um, the Radical Treatment Podcast, Episode One. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>